Happy Easter, everyone! <laughs>
on the Jamboard, the first thing they have to look at is the second page and it always has a how are you feeling meme on it. I don't know if you've seen these. It's basically a meme that says how are you feeling and it has like say 10 pictures of like a cat with different facial expressions or Harry Potter characters or something and they have to talk about how they feel and why. And then also on the same Jamboard there were three to six instructions for three to six different activities. And then we read through them together go through the slides they have to look at and all I do is pop in and out of the breakout rooms monitoring, occasionally interrupting with comments, suggestions or to move the activity on if they're lagging a bit. Now what are these activities they have to do? Very simple, the first one is usually check your homework, um, maybe something concerning the vocabulary or the grammar from the day before like you know make questions from these words and then answer them in your group um, answer questions that I have already written on the Jamboard with grammar or vocabulary from the lesson before. How about eight or ten sentences? Please correct them. Possibly a vocabulary dump of anything they remember from the day before. Anything that requires them to basically communicate together. Nothing too complex. Another good idea I thought, was a slide with match the vocab to the meaning as a preparation for the next activity. So just sort of include all of that in your first hour on jambled slides and that leads nicely into the next activity, whatever that may be. So yeah, this kind of range of activities keeps them focused, interested and moving. Now, like I said, initially putting them in random groups just didn't work. Like like it was impossible for the really shy students to work with the really talkative ones. There was no pace, there was no pace and not a lot of patience from the talkative students. There was also no time limit. After a couple of days, I realized that these jambled activities took about an hour. I was like, okay, that's grand. That's a nice chunk of time in the three hour lesson when all they are doing is communicating. Brilliant. So then I started thinking about how can I group them? So the two talkative students are in their breakout room for the first hour together. That way they can work at their own pace, they can chat, they can get it out of their system. I just let them talk about whatever they want to talk about as long as they move through the activities. The other groups, there are three girls who know each other so I put those in a room together, they're comfortable. And the other group, they kind of knew each other and they were well able to communicate. But like I said, they all have to speak. So the first week was very slow. There were some very painful silences. No one really took the initiative to say, okay, who wants to start? What about you? What's next? But I just let them work it out. Like, I just think, look, if you've got a bunch of really shy students, you cannot push them. You have to, like, if if talking is already stressing them out or making them feel pressure, they don't need anyone breathing down their necks. So just letting them go at their own pace, I believe, is, is the first step. And thankfully, with the breakout rooms, you are able to do that. So I just monitored them and sent messages to the chat box, praising them when they did talk and things like that. And it seemed to work. And the rest of the lesson, I mixed them up. So for activities like checking answers or maybe having a chat, it wouldn't be completely random. The stronger European students, I teamed those with the stronger quiet ones. Um, you can disagree with me here. Say, you know, you may think that everyone needs to chat with everyone. It just, for me, the lesson would stall. You have to keep it moving. So hopefully that helped the quieter students. But what about the stronger ones? I asked them to lead some activities in their breakout rooms and we had a chat together about the differences between dominating and leading, um, approaching things with compassion, 
embracing the silence and giving the students a little bit of time to answer. And I monitored them leading a group each and sent messages to help them like, you know, nominate, don't wait for a student to answer or give them a little more, bit more time, stuff like that. One of them did really well. Um, I was actually really impressed with the way he was leading. He was very gentle. He was giving lots of praise. It was really nice. The other one, still a bit impatient not giving them enough time but you know it's a work in progress change takes time and he's still young as well you know he he has he still hasn't developed his powers of communication so as far as me goes what did i do okay so no open questioning it just doesn't work if you're waiting for someone in the class to answer i only chose the shyest students if i knew that they knew the answer this way the time goes by, the silences are a little bit shorter, the response time is a little bit shorter. We're keeping the pace of the lesson. And I think this is really important when you're working online because things take much longer anyway. You have to keep the pace moving. Also, if I just needed a quick yes, no off of all the students, I'd just ask them to raise their hands, you know, like raise your hands if you're finished. And on top of that, I would also elicit a physical response like this. I could ask them a question like, you know, are you finished? And as I was asking the question, I would be nodding and shaking my head. And then they realized that they had to do one of those two things. And it worked. The shy students in the first week wouldn't even raise their hand or shake their head or nod their head. Even if I asked them, I couldn't get a physical response at all. But now I do. They all do it. I can elicit a physical response from all of them. So the next week, I nominated a student to lead each breakout session and I told them, you know, gave them some explicit instructions, you know, choose the person who's going to answer number one, choose the person who's going to answer number two, don't wait, keep it moving. And then I use lots of praise in the chat box when monitoring. And again, I tried not to interrupt too much and just tried to get them to work it out themselves. What was my biggest success? Well, I would say there was one girl who, who could barely get a word out at the beginning of that week of the first week she would put her hands on her head and open her mouth and nothing would come out and you know the stress was just emanating from her so I had a chat with her and I asked how she felt when she had to speak and I tried to just get her to sort of know that this is a safe space to chat and I also asked her who she, does she prefer to work with and she said her two friends from university so I started doing a couple of things I stopped asking her any questions in a whole class situation just to take the pressure off of her there. And I put her with her two friends in the first hour breakout jambled session. And it seemed to make her relax a little bit. I could see her relaxing day by day. More words started coming out. I sent chat box messages to her. Fantastic. Well done. Great to see you talking. It just enabled her to build confidence in a space where she felt more comfortable. Two weeks on, I'm getting full sentences from her now, not just one word, which is just, it's, it's huge for me and for her. It's huge. I'm really happy with her progress there. I still don't put her with the two most talkative guys one-to-one. -one. It just wouldn't work. But I have started nominating her whole class this week. Nothing too unexpected. I usually, I usually click that button that asks your student to switch on her mic before I ask her the question so she knows it's coming. And she's she's risen to it. She answers the question. There's a very short gap between my question and her answer. So next week, what have I got? I've got six more students coming in from the same country with a, a more passive teaching style, shall we say. Will it change the dynamics? 
I imagine so. Who knows? They were in Ireland last year, so they know the story in that they're expected to talk. Doesn't mean they will, but I definitely feel more equipped to deal with the situation now. Also for next week, I think for that first hour in the jam board, I'm going to start giving time limits for each activity. Just, you know, a little bit more pressure again, just to keep the pace moving. I'm also going to introduce some critical thinking activities. You know, things that require a little bit of interpretation, like metaphorical lyrics or comparison of cultures through art. Things that will engage them and they can talk about fairly easily, I hope. Also, I'm going to use Edmodo more. I'm going to put some pictures of spring that I've taken with some descriptions and some vocabulary. And I'm going to encourage them to do the same so that when they have the Jamboard session together the next day, they can talk about the photographs and things that they have and pictures they've taken. So to round up, what can you take from this? Well, I hope you can take something. I'm just going to give you a few little bullet points here. Don't expect it to be the same online as it is in your class. And don't try and recreate the magic that you can create in a physical class. It won't happen. Or maybe it will. Don't expect changes to take place immediately. Everything takes a little bit of time. But, you know, use lots of praise. Use the chat box to check in. Build pressure slowly as their confidence grows, you know, extra instructions for time limits, nominate different leaders for activities, nominate the shyer ones in class only when you've noticed a change in their confidence, when you've noticed that the silences become shorter. Look at their body language. You can still tell a little bit online. Putting pressure on the shyer students is just going to make them shut down. They're certainly not going to learn anything, okay? As soon as you start feeling stressed, learning goes out the window. They will see the value of spending so much time in class talking if you allow them in that first hour to chat with people they feel comfortable with at a pace that they're comfortable with. When choosing your students, especially the ones who are maybe not used to leading activities, give them explicit instructions. Tell them, Choose a student to answer each question. Move on to the next question when you're finished. Don't sit there in silence. Keep it moving. That's my key phrase. Keep it moving. Don't expect whole class questions to work. You cannot use eye contact like you can in a physical class to sort of, you know, encourage one person to maybe answer that question. I think finally, have a plan of action. Don't, if, if things aren't working or you feel like your class isn't gelling, don't just carry on hoping for the best because it probably won't change you do have to try a few different things don't be afraid like I always say if it bombs it bombs if it doesn't brilliant so after me rabbiting on what do you think what would you have done differently I would love you to comment on social media or even message me directly with some advice this is just my interpretation of what I had to deal with you might approach it completely differently I would love to know so guys, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and you think that a colleague might get something out of it, please recommend it. I would also really appreciate it if you would take the time to write a kind review on Apple or Spotify. My email is on the show notes if you would like to contact me. I would love you to subscribe to Everything EFL or follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn now as well, so it would be lovely to connect with you on there. Most of all, though, I think just be kind to yourself during these tough times, lean on your fellow teachers for support and share the love. I'm going to take a break next week, so I'll see you the week after. Bye.